My name is Sophie Schnapp and I am sat here at the International Music Summit in Ibiza hosting a radio and podcast production coming out of the summit. We're doing this in collaboration with the wonderful... Joe Yule. Hello from the Reset Rebel. And uh, yeah, we're sitting here as the sun is finally shining down on us here in the Eco Hub. Uh, surrounded by palm trees and interesting conversations that have been focusing on all sorts of wonderful narratives that Abitha kind of hasn't really experienced before, specifically at this event. So it's been a real pleasure to, to have some of those conversations with Sophie for Earth Percent versus the Reset Rebel. Yes, yeah, so this episode we're really excited to bring to you because it comes right from the heart of what Ibiza is all about, and that is music. And so what we're asking people in the music industry this time around is how music can create change. We've been having some really, really in-depth and interesting conversations with people from all realms of music, not only musicians who have obviously been able to inspire us to extreme levels, and we hope they inspire you too, um, but also people that are from the clubs, that are organizing the clubs, people that are organizing this festival, and people that are really in the heart of the music biz. And even people from the UN, which was like, you know, unbelievable to have actually uh, bagged such an amazing uh, guest as well to kind of join that conversation. Um, I didn't expect to see anybody from the UN speaking at the IMS. So to, for me, you know, this feels like a really, really special conversation to be having as well for this episode. Right. And they have this platform, they have this new um, product, uh, program called Flip the Script. And actually, the fact that the UN are here and seeing the importance of music and culture is flipping the script. And so... And flipping amazing. Flipping amazing. And with you on just being very excited about that. So we really hope you enjoy this show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And let us know what you think of it. Hi, I'm Sylvia Montello and I've, uh, I'm the newly appointed CEO for the Association for Electronic Music, also known as AFEM. It's a trade organisation uh, specifically for dance and electronic music, uh, covering all of the various uh, parts of that sector and the global community. It's amazing. I, f- I hear there's a few congratulations in order. Um, number one, it's the 10-year anniversary. And number two with a fist in the air in celebration, you're the first woman to take on this position. Um, how does it feel coming in in this monumentous time and, and being the first woman to take on this role? Uh, it feels incredibly exciting. Um, and I, I genuinely feel that women have a lot to offer in leadership roles in particular. And being somebody that has had a passion for dance and electronic music ever since it was a thing. Um, you know, it feels like this is something that I can genuinely 
bring all of my kind of commercial and industry knowledge as well as my energy and passion into. So it's a really exciting time. Um, and looking at, you know, the 10th anniversary of the organisation, I, I want to be doing a little bit of looking back and celebrating what's been achieved already, but more focusing on what do we need to achieve over the next 10 years, because it's all about looking forward and how we can make things better. Mm-hmm. And so where, like where, I suppose the big questions around diversity and climate and um, justice within the association, I suppose, would come up in in those next 10-year plans. Obviously, you're very new to the role, so I'm not going to ask you to define your strategy, but I would love to hear a bit more about what you're thinking in terms of how um, AFEM could um, join the climate conversation and the climate fight. I think for me personally, um, having been somebody that's been incredibly engaged with the green movement and sustainability on a personal level, again, since I was a teenager, um, it makes total sense for me that we as uh, an ecosystem within dance and electronic music look at every single sector of our business and think about the ways in which we can work with Earth Percent um, and other organisations to make sure that we are doing our part and we are using our voice to help educate people about the climate crisis and educate them on how they can make personal individual changes, but also how they can use their voice to really lobby those bigger organisations, the decision makers, the governments and the big businesses so that we're all moving in the right direction and we do it as quickly as possible. Um, Our sector includes everything from live event and festivals through to physical merchandise, through to obviously um, streaming and electronic communications. Um, And all of these have a role to play in terms of looking at how we can make those more sustainable and how we can look at reducing the energy that we are expending throughout our business so that we're actually taking a lot of that pressure off when it comes to our sort of, you know, the the, the growing temperature rise of the globe and and the, the SDGs that we need to make sure that we are hitting so that we are not spiraling out of control um, in terms of, of the global crisis within the next sort of 25 to 50 years. Mm, and the SDGs are the Sustainable Development Goals, if, if um, anybody doesn't know about them yet. They're becoming very um, rapidly a part of many, many companies' strategies, which is great. So do you feel that there is an appetite for, for people to um, be and act and, and um, more environmentally? And have you, have you kind of heard um, waves or whispers around that in, within the business um, over the last bit of time? There is definitely um, there is definitely the will to become more sustainable and and to use our voices. I think that um, that has is tempered a little bit right now because of of the schism that the global pandemic has caused within the sector. So there's there's a balance between people trying to rebuild their businesses and and stay in business. Um, versus knowing that what we need to do is build back better and build differently going forward. We we can't just go back to pre-pandemic levels of energy consumption, travel, 
consumption of, of goods and materials um, without really thinking about what the impact is going to be. Uh, we all know that we we have a time frame now to make this happen. We have a time frame that the, the clock is ticking in terms of being able to hit those goals that we globally need to hit. Um, our industry is a part of that and has to take some responsibility. Um, I think there's some some nervousness um, around people wondering how they might be able to afford that in this particular year. Um, but I think there's definitely message that we can be putting across to people to, to make them understand you know, some of the small steps that they can put in place, either collectively or individually, that will all add together and make a difference. So um, I think our message needs to be making sure that we educate people on what can be done within our sector um, and maybe not allow businesses to feel that the pressure is entirely on them to find more expensive ways of operating at a time when their budgets may not allow for that. So it's, it's a delicate balancing act, but there's definitely the will to do that. Um, we have a huge green team within AFEM that worked tirelessly to look at the ways in which we can be more sustainable, um, you know, focusing especially on the live and events, um, looking at how we can reduce the impact of people traveling internationally um, through things like, you know, booking more local DJs and having more events that are actually encouraging people to, to go to their local festivals and clubs um, rather than perhaps go back to, to the days when everyone was flying around the world um, using lots of aviation fuel in order to, to get from, from DJ set to DJ set. Um, and there are lots of other initiatives that have been talked about in terms of, of you know, making making sustainable choices for food and beverages, for energy, for staging, et cetera, et cetera, at events as well. There's a lot more to come, but at least the conversations are happening and, and the, the voices are strengthening within our sector, I think. Mm. I've been, <clears throat> there's a lot of innovative ways that I've been um, reading into and looking at that, um, um, have been that are now on the table such as like um long travel they call it I think or it's something like people go and they do residencies and they really um so they stay in a place for a while they create a community around them and engage the community in both the music but also environmental practices um and I think there's a plethora of really interesting ideas that are coming out um to help people really make this change uh, but yeah, I suppose it sounds like what people need is a, is a sort of toolkit that will help them to implement things easily um, without too much extra money going into it and um, so that they can they can sleep easily at night. Um, Absolutely right. I think, you know, having having that toolkit and really being informed and educated about you know the choices that people can make um I, I genuinely think that there's still unwittingly just ignorance about um how much energy is used by streaming platforms for example how much energy is used even things like email and things that you know our businesses rely on um and there are lots of ways that people can become more sustainable that they probably just don't know about so being able to to help you know provide that toolkit 
working in association with Earth Percent, I think is going to be really powerful. Um, and it's going to be really helpful to kind of take some of that pressure off um, of people kind of maybe not being able to see what those solutions are so, so quickly themselves. Um, there's a lot more education that I'd like us to be able to do. Um, and I really think that that can be, you know, that there is definitely will there. And with the younger generation who is, after all, our core demographic for dance and electronic music, we know that generally speaking, there is more of a passion around environmental issues and more of an understanding that their futures are going to be at risk if we don't do something about it right now. So. Mm. Yeah, there, there are lots of opportunities. I think. I really like. I really like that you you see a, a nice way of, of partnering, and that's that's music to our ears. But um, so the 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 point that you just made on this kind of um the younger generation being really scared for their future is something that comes up a lot of the time. Um, even in in the way that we're trying to educate people, and and what we found is this doom and gloom attitude is really not very helpful for um taking action it really sort of stunts us and holds us back and makes us feel really sad and then and stifles our kind of action areas yeah. wondering if you see a place for radical joy within the climate movement um with the artists and the music industry you, you work with at um afem I would hope so. I think um, if there's a time for us to try and focus on radical joy, uh, it's certainly in this year and next coming out of a global pandemic um, and rejoicing in being able to be in the same place uh, together collectively, because after all, that's that's what the dance and electronic movement is all about, is actually a community and shared joy of music and dancing together. And that's something that people have really struggled with not having access to in the last couple of years. So collective joy, absolutely. And if we can marry that, that joy with understanding that we're doing the right thing and that we're making the right kind of changes and the right sort of moves that are also benefiting the planet, then that's a win-win. So I think weaving that kind of narrative into the communications that we have with our, with our global community about how they can make a change um, and making sure that we don't allow the doom and gloom to set in, because I know it's very easy for individuals to think, well, what's the point of me doing anything? Because it's all screwed anyway. My, my actions aren't going to make a difference. Um, but I'm always drawn back to one of my favourite quotes, um, which I think was Jonathan Porritt, um, who founded Greenpeace, who said, uh, the optimism of the action is better than the pessimism of the thought. Um, and I've had that pinned to my fridge since I was about 18. Um, and that's helped guide me through the points where it's felt like, OK, we can't make a change and we are doomed. Um, I keep thinking, well, no, just carry on doing the right thing with the optimism that it is a, a great change. And that if thousands and millions of other people are also making those small changes, they all amount to something big. It's so beautiful. And it's true, the, the optimism or the, the actions coming from within can at least bring you your own well-being, your own safety, your own interbeing, your own deeper understanding. And then with that, you have energy and excitement to make change exteriorly. Um, 
absolute joy to talk to you. Thank you so, so much for, for coming on the show. And um, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks. Hi, I'm Marina Ponti. I'm the director of the UNSDG Action Campaign. And to reset myself, I listen to music, I walk in the nature, and I cuddle my little dog that gives me this unconditional love that really recharges me and makes me laugh and makes me smile, which is another source of positive energy. Hello, my name is Dumi. I am the creative guide of Pacha as, uh, for the last three years. Founder of Wumun, Storytellers, was founder of Heart as well. I was one of the main founders at the beginning of Ushuaia with Jan. Uh, founder of uh, Oceani Global as well, uh, the foundation. And a human being, I guess, no? Like all of us. Would you like to tell us, because all of those, are, there's, there's a few of them that are incorporating quite climatic things into business. Would you like to tell us a bit about your your like passions for the climate and how that interacts with what you're doing for, for example yes I think um, I think there's uh, on the past what I've been doing it goes in a, in mainly two ways no like uh, or three ways you could say no um, from the very beginning of how you produce things no like uh, how you you know from the very bottom of how you choose the materials and how you end the production. Being a, we have a, what we call the Oceanex standard, no? so that was applied into many, uh, into many venues, but we applied it to ourselves. So let's say not producing plastic, not using plastics, uh, trying to limit uh, whatever is uh, the carbon, carbon offspring, you call it, like whatever is flying, okay? So trying to produce locally with artisans and trying to use materials that are like sustainable, and we've been applying this in all our events no? for the last six years. Um, then on the other side is about more the, the the seed that you put on the on the heart of people when you do these events, no? Trying to bring a positive energy, and through that positive energy, trying to pr- uh, bring a positive message, no? Like um, every year with our parties, I've been trying to do a non-profit, no? Like uh, every year has been supporting one of the different causes that I felt was important. Before COVID, the last one was uh, the Amazonas, no? Like uh, for Gaia Amazonas, we give all the profit of storytellers for the Amazonas that were burning. I don't know if you guys remember. I've been documenting and filming indigenous tribes for 15 years and been traveling through Amazons uh, with all the spiritual leaders of uh, all of these tribes. And I'm making a movie called The End of Knowledge as well. So uh, for me, this is important, no? Like when people party, celebrate, they are more open to this and where they're like, you know, idols telling certain things. I think they're more open to this, no? I would love to see the, this way more into the into the current industry, no? For sure, this would be something that I would love to happen, no? Like the, it's like when you have people in a club and they're listening to music, their hearts are opening and then they're taking whatever they're taking and their hearts are opening even more and so there's these like receptive beings who are so ready to make change. So do you bring that into do you bring that practice into Pasha particularly and, 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 and do you see there being a, a space for that? Yeah, like uh, now in Pacha this year what we're doing, uh, we're starting, we're opening a, a, a new party on Thursday, it's called El Baile. Uh, which is inspired in the book of Ricardo Urgel uh, that he wrote. Uh, Ricardo is kind of a second father for me. Like, uh, I know him since I'm five years old. Okay, he's a really good friend of the family. So, yeah, taking that book, just the, the, the fundamentals, the basis of uh, why we are making a party, you know? Like, people dance, no? Like, dance is a common un- point of union. Whatever your color, your gender, your likes, dislikes, this is the first, I think, the first seed that you put on consciousness. If you have conscious people, you know, 
it's not about fixing the issues of the world. The first thing that we need to, to fix is the people. You fix the consciousness of the people, then it will be solved much quicker than trying to try to take all the plastic of the world. No, first work on the people and, and it will be much quicker, no? And with music and with, not music, with big gatherings, I don't even call it parties or festivals, gatherings of uh, human beings, you know, we have that opportunity and I would love to see that happen in, uh, in, uh, in the world, not in Ibiza, no? I feel like we, a lot of people here are very con conscious and a lot of the conversation is around this. Find yourself first and then you can help create bigger change around you because it's the communities you make around you. So it's really, I feel like this is quite a nice theme to come out of the whole, um, the whole piece surrounding music for change, how music can make change. Um, I'm going to flip this over now to Ibiza itself. Did you have any questions there? I think just interesting because obviously with Woo Moon obviously changing the scene of, of clubbing in Ibiza and becoming, as you said, a bit more conscious and being outdoors and there's a kind of like a vague, you know, spiritual sense behind the whole production. Obviously now you've, as you say, got together with um, Ricardo Aguil and Colin Pasha. Like what challenges have you faced to perhaps turn that into a more commercialised um, concept? Um, I think like for me, like... Uh when you believe in something, it's easy to make it happen, no? When you put your heart on these things, whatever you do, you call it Wumun, you call it Oceania, you call it the end of knowledge, whatever, no? And I believe in El Baile, and I believe in this multidiversity, you know? And uh, consciousness does not only come in being a spiritual and looking like spiritual or shamanism, so... No, everyone can choose their own way, no? Like, I think uh, these, uh, you can be perfectly dancing, partying, but as, good, as long as you have a good heart, uh, you have a good intention, this is what is important for me, you know, positive vibes, positive energy, smiles, not going in darkness. And uh, for me, there's always been something very linked. Every social movement has been linked to a musical movement, but as well to a psychedelic movement, no? What is the moment right now, no, in the world for me? How this applied and how this energy comes in a positive vibe energy, this is very important for me, what is going to bring on El Baile, no? have a new song out it's true so and i hear that it's not only talking about these truths that you were just talking about of really opening up your heart to the pains of the world and letting emotion flow but it also brings in this unbelievably powerful youth activist into the mix of a song that's already opening up our hearts Right, so you, you, you are correct. Um, I have a song I released recently called A Prayer of My Own. And it, that's a song about the, the, the peace around feeling our feelings in this time, you know, because when we feel our feelings, uh, the heartbreak or the euphoria and the joy, uh, then we can really be in these times. So I have a song about that called A Prayer of My Own. And I've remixed it and released it in collaboration with Earth Percent with you guys. Brilliant, yeah. As part of the Earth Day Bandcamp release project. And Diego Torren, who was just on the show before talking. Right, so Diego is a friend of mine, and him and I, we took the stems, the original recorded files of A Prayer of My Own into the studio, we remixed it, and we brought in, I just felt this feeling of like, we can use this platform for another voice. And when I thought on it, I thought back to COP26 back in Glasgow, and I had the amazing experience of meeting a Kenyan activist, a young Kenyan woman called Liz Wathuti. 
Liz Wathuti is a climate change champion. She's a protege of the legendary Wangari Mathai, uh, who's planted an enormous amount of trees and done incredible work for ecology and, and, and women's rights and, and more in, in across Africa. Uh, so Liz uh, gave this incredible speech at COP26 to all the world leaders uh, that was about open your hearts, feel this moment. And she believes in the capacity of humans to make the right decisions when we feel it in our hearts. Um, and I just took those lines and put it in the song and it's a blend I'm super happy with. Well, Nick Mulvey, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Is there anything you would like to say to say goodbye to our listeners? Um, perhaps just to leave the listeners with a thought to, to chew on. It's, it's one that I think just says so much in one go. It goes right to the rub, I think, of these changing times we all live in. It's a phrase. Um, it's along these lines. It is, the question is not the future of humanity but the presence of eternity. much for tuning in we've had an absolute blast and we really hope that you have come away with some inspiration we certainly have um joe it's been an absolute pleasure doing business with you <laughs> i think there's worse places to do business than surrounded by palm trees and uh, views over a world unesco heritage site from our office so you know it could be worse you really like to bring the, the listeners in to just make you know everyone jealous we've got the sun beating down on our faces there is a swimming pool here 
and nobody is going inside and I don't feel okay about that. So we might have to flip that script as well. I think we should flip flip something, flip off our clothes and maybe <laughs> dive in with our mermaid tails on. I would love that. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you so much to the Ibiza Hub. Thank you so much to the International Music Summit. Thank you so much to you, Joel. Thank you so much to... No, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much to Earth Percent. Thank you so much to the, to the listeners. Thank you so much to our incredible guests. And Ibiza Preservation, who are literally saving our bacon on this island on a daily basis. And they also do have um, a campaign that they would like everybody to sign, and that's to get plastic off the island. So if you go onto Ibiza Preservation website, you will be able to find that campaign. Everyone sign it. It's totally a great cause. Just say no. Just say no. Wasn't that the, uh, the, the, the no. campaign all those years ago? Right, yeah, just say no. Have a great day. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. In case you have enjoyed the music of the show, we've had a wonderful intro and interlude song by Earth Presents Brian Eno, Did the World Begin Today is its title. Um, and the outro song is by another Earth Percent ambassador, Nick Mulvey. It's a song called A Prayer of My Own that was remixed by La Joya and it features, as Nick has mentioned, a climate activist and absolute go-getter, Liz Wathuti. These songs have been taken from the amazing campaign that Earth Percent have been promoting. It's the Earth Percent Bandcamp Earth Day campaign and in, in there if you go to um, the website in the show notes you'll be able to find over a hundred songs that artists have given to us in service of the planet thank you artists, thank you Earth Percent and thanks for listening Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel